Welcome to the SLS Discovery Podcast. So today we're joined by Antonia Turberville and Jeff Holgate from AstraZeneca. Antonia is a senior scientist and Jeff is a senior principal scientist in the high throughput screening team over in AstraZeneca based at Audley Park in the UK. Jeff's also a member of the SLIS Discovery Editorial Board and one of the reviews editors. So welcome to the podcast, Antonia and Jeff. So firstly, can you tell us a bit about yourselves? Um, hi, so I'm Antonia Tabafil. Um I have a PhD in entomology, so that's where I first started learning about in-depth mechanistic entomology. I then initially joined AstraZeneca and protein science team and then moved across to HGS. So I'm heavily interested in entomology, biochemical reactions, uh, anything to do with proteins. Hi, I'm Jeff Holgate. I've been with AstraZeneca 32 years now and started off in a, a group that was focused on uh, mechanistic enzymology. I spent a number of years characterizing enzyme mechanisms and uh, the inhibition profiles of various tool compounds and, and marketed drugs. Then moved into biophysics and spent 10 years or so using various biophysical methods to help characterize protein ligand interactions. And then more recently moved into high throughput screening, where obviously we're involved in setting up screens uh, to, to find inhibitors and uh, other modulators of protein ligand interactions, enzyme reactions. And um, you know, one of the things we're interested in is uh, trying to do that for enzyme activators, which is uh, notoriously difficult. So that's a nice link, actually, to you, you both published a paper. So, Antonio, you were first author. You published a paper in SLS Discovery towards the end of last year. So it was a perspective paper on the discovery of enzyme activators. Can you tell us a bit more about about the perspective and why you published it? Um, so we recently got a product in for enzyme activation. It wasn't really um, obvious how far down this route we were going to go. It was quite an unknown mechanism of action. And it wasn't until we were really starting to develop the assay that we realized that there's a lot of, lot of difficulties and challenges with enzyme activation. We tried looking in the literature to find more information about it. And we found that it really is a hole in the literature because most of the drug discovery stuff is involved with inhibitors and all, all of that stuff. And really, for me, enzyme activation was not really something that I'd come across. We thought that maybe consolidating all the information that we do know and what we have learned from running this assay in this project might be useful for other people so that they can learn what the challenges are and try and find a way to overcome them if you successful. Exactly. It was an opportunity to try to to bring together, you know, our learning experiences from this project and thinking about, you know, subsequent projects around, you know, the, the challenges and how to overcome those challenges in terms of identifying uh, enzyme activators. And you know, thinking about how you characterize those in a meaningful way so that you can prioritize the compounds to take forward in terms of, you know, uh, applying chemistry. Because that's not as easy as we necessarily think. It's more challenging than inhibitors because of the, the nature of the the activation curves that you get. And so, you know, trying to bring this together in one place, we felt was valuable for the uh, scientific community. That's a, that's a really interesting point because I think, correctly said, most of the projects that people would tend to work on tend to be enzyme inhibitors. So, you know, can you give us a couple of examples of what's uniquely different about an activator then versus an inhibitor, especially when you're looking at a hit identification project? So typically with inhibitor assays, you can get um, good assay statistics. So is that prime? That's very good. Very uh, a lot less noise. 
the assay window is normally a lot bigger. So if you think about something that is 90% inhibitory, which is not uncommon, mm-hmm. that's a 10-fold window. With activators, typically it's about two to three-fold window, which means that you need nice tight data to be able to then identify which compounds are activating outside the noise. In HTS, our criteria for single point is three-fold window. It has to be better than a three-fold window. So activators are really challenging. Moving on from that, uh, you have to have a full compound if you want a, uh, to get a window in the first place. I mean, the question is, is how do you get a tool pa- compound for an activating enzyme? That's it. Okay, so that's a really interesting point, right? Because presumably when you get a project in, it's, there's the biology. It tells us that actually we want to activate rather than inhibit this enzyme. But maybe that's the point where you, you just get it handed to you and what do you do if there's no tool and a tool compound? Yeah, well, you have to screen to, to find those tools, I guess. Um, right. And the difficulty is, uh, as Antonio has mentioned, you know, the degree of activation is often unknown. We may have a, a desired level that we want to increase the enzyme rate by uh, to, to help him modulate the disease process. But trying to, to accomplish that is, is quite difficult. And so, you know, you're working in the dark uh, a lot of the mm-hmm. time. And so, you know, you need to make sure that you've got good fundamental practices in place to establish your assay, you know, understanding where you are in terms of steady state, understanding you know, how to mimic enzyme activation by either increasing the enzyme concentration, substrate concentration, whilst maintaining that steady state period. And, and so your assay development is, is really critical, probably more critical uh, for activators than it is for inhibitors. Because as Antonio said, you know, we're expecting a relatively small window because you know, if you think evolutionary enzymes have been evolved to catalyze reactions and so trying to find small molecules that improve on what nature's already delivered is actually quite a challenge whereas the other way around it's usually more facile to inhibit because you can disrupt the catalytic machinery more easily than you can realign the catalytic machinery to make uh, reactions go faster so yeah, it's a, a challenge from the outset. And it sounds like you probably need a better understanding of entomology. You would if you're doing an inhibitor. I think that's probably true. Probably true. Yeah, I think you know. Then what? Maybe what's your feeling about the current state of entomology knowledge within the industry? Certainly within the UK, I think uh, you know we've lost a lot of uh, entomology expertise. It's not really taught in universities to the same degree anymore, and so you know we are struggling to, to recruit you know, experienced enzymologists. And so, you know, it's great to be able to work with, you know, younger people like Antonio and, uh, and think about how we, you know, establish enzymology, you know, for, for the future. Right. Okay. So that was published in the December issue of SLS Discovery. So yeah, thank you for that insight into that perspective. We're obviously currently recording this at the SLAS annual conference here in San Diego. And today is the, obviously the last day and we've had the exhibition, which this year has been absolutely huge. I've never seen anything quite the size of it. I mean, given where you work normally, is it any highlights for you from, from the conference, from the exhibition this year? Well, from my perspective, uh, you know, with my biophysics background, it's really interesting to see how some of the, the biophysical technologies have advanced over the, the recent years. You know, some of the methods that we've got now are really useful in terms of understanding protein ligand binding interactions for intractable targets where we haven't uh, got you know, the opportunity to measure a functional readout. So, you know, having higher throughput, higher fidelity, 
higher sensitivity instrumentation that delivers that information, whether it's SPR or BLI type uh, interactions, is, is, is really moved on. And there are a number of companies that have demonstrated improvements in, in instrumentation you know, at this meeting and, and you know, launched uh, instruments recently. So it's really good to see uh, that progressing really well. From my perspective, there's been some very interesting, feels like some advances in liquid handling technologies have really started to mature this year, which has been very interesting to see. But it's been, it's been uh, absolutely, you know, we've got a, a keen interest in, you know, automation and, uh, you know, increasing throughput, and, uh, you know, and sustainability. So, you know, opportunities to decrease uh, sample consumption, to decrease the amount of plastic wear is something that we really, you know, focused on AstraZeneca and, uh, you know, yeah, working with the vendors to, to drive that forward is, has been really important. And so, yeah, it's been a great opportunity to see how that's moved forward as well. No, such, I think the sustainability point is really important. That's really changed over the past probably three or four years. Yeah, I think so. There's a lot of companies now that are either using recycled plastics or they're finding ways that we can reuse our, you know, virgin plastic ware that we use, which is yeah, obviously a key consideration now, you know, along with, you know, obviously the, the speed, quality and cost, the sustainability element is now an important part of what we do. And we, we think about that in, you know, in, in all the projects that we take on. And uh, it's, uh, yeah, we've got a sustainability team at AZ that are focused on, on doing that. The impact has, has been pretty pretty strong in terms of you know, our ability to reduce waste, uh, especially plastic waste. Great. Well, look, thank you both for joining us on the podcast today. That's been really insightful to get your views, you know, your your views and perspectives on on enzyme activators and essentially the state of enzymology within the industry. So, thank you again. Thanks again for it. Thanks very much. Thanks, Phil.